0: Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many If you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy, and hail to you all. All right, folks. Hail, hail, hail. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello? Hello? and uh yeah here we go here we go again it's like a white snake song right here we go again on our own baby um so thank you guys for uh tuning back in again as you can tell my voice has returned to a bit more of its uh former luster or lack thereof uh not quite as raspy not quite as labored as uh as it was last week and i uh I'm happy to, you know, report that the um, a malady, <clears throat> I guess you could say, the malady, the the injury of, of uh, sickness and all that kind of stuff um, was nothing more for me and my wife than just a seemingly, at least, um, cold, you know, upper respiratory inconvenience. Uh, we both tested negative for covid omicron whatever um some of the family obviously is still uh recovering from the effects of it my uh both my father-in-law and mother-in-law but the good thing is that uh, my father-in-law you know he's uh, in his 70s and um is is feeling fine you know he's not he's not uh in, in a lot of discomfort or a lot of you know pain or whatever he's he sounds better than he did last week he he's moving around a bit better so i guess right now you know it's just a point um or just a matter really of uh retesting seeing if they've got it still uh my mother-in-law you know still feels a little under the weather but um seems to have been the worst of it you know no fevers no major major um impact but uh you know, just figured I'd start off this week's podcast by giving you guys an update on the thing that we were talking about last week and just let you know that, um, you know, everybody that we have regular dealings with seems to be, you know, on the mend. And that seems to be, you know, the trend, um, on this variant, at least people that are catching it, you know, it's, it's just a really bad cold, um, or so it seems. But, um, anyway, great to report on that, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to be uh, talking this week, had a little, had a little, uh, i say not say a little, but had some, you know, tragedy strike actually today. Um, we've had some tragedy strike actually for the first couple of weeks, first few weeks here we are now going into the second week of January uh, or finishing up the second week of January, you know, we depending on when you're catching this. And uh, we've already seen and, and heard from a lot of um, things that are, I say things, we're, we're you know, hearing a lot about the people passing, a lot of celebrity deaths, you know, Betty, Betty White <clears throat> bowed out um, for her curtain call right before, you know, uh, the New Year struck on new year's eve if i remember right now um just a few days ago um i think it was uh the and end towards the end of end of last week i think i heard about sydney poitier you know 90 something years old um he just passed and then the most recent one that i can think of that you know probably most everybody's impacted by in some way or at least you know feels worst about right is 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 Bob Saget, man. Old, uh, old Bob Saget, sixty-five years old, man. Oh, Bob Saget, oh. yeah. Bob Saget, <laughs> man. Oh, used to watch Full House as a kid growing up. Um, America's funniest home videos, you know. And then uh, <laughs> didn't realize, I guess, until you know much later on, um, as I got older and stuff, on, on just how much of a of a comic this guy was you know that 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 feature that he had in half ba- half baked was uh man that was uh that was like the first time that I can recall seeing you know Danny <laughs> from full house, right, just acting like out of cows like what that's the same guy, you know S sucking D for crack, man, you know, <laughs> it's, can't put it any other way. But uh, yeah, I was like, what? But turns out he had a pretty dark sense of humor. Um, and you look in some of his other comedic roles and comedic acts and, and, and performances and stuff like that. And you can see just how much of a of a interesting guy that he really was. So, so you know, tragedy is, is striking early this year. And it almost seems like we, we 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 see this happening um like every at the beginning of every year it seems. You know, at the beginning of every um turn of, of a of a new year when the when the leaf turns, right, we we it's like, oh man, you know, who are we gonna see that uh kicks kicks the bucket first? And you know it's kind of the name of the game though not i'm um, you know people get old man and, and we all do and it's, what I, what does it say the uh the hour of our fate is set and none can escape it something along those lines you know so we're just uh we're, we're riding along on this journey in this thing called life man and we're we're just on our way to get there um, and it and it and it's up to us, it's up to us individually. It's up to us, um, in our own respective lives to, you know, what condition do we want to arrive in when we uh, reach the end of the road, as it were, or the or the the change of of the uh, change of of directions? It's not really the end of a road. It's 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 in end. It's it's a transition, you know. It's like we're we're stopping off at this point, we're getting off on an exit and we're going uh to another direction. And then some of these folks, you know, just because they're, you know, public figures, celebrities, whatever in the public eye, you know, they 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 get a little bit more um <clears throat> attention put on them, a little bit more of the spotlight put on them because of obvious things, but um we're all going to get there and at the end of it all none of us are different in that aspect so um uh, in that in that light you know um and i say you know tragedy is struck and all that it is a tragedy it's 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 a loss you know because we we people that that maybe uh you know we're, we're, we're much more closer friends and family to the people that 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 die the people that have uh passed on right they're affected the most um and we had something happen recently in our tribe, um, matter of fact, at the time of this uh, podcast being aired for the YouTube channel members. Once in one, again, say a special thank you and a shout-out to the YouTube channel members that catch this before the Thursday premiere. Um, so, hail and then thank you to you guys and gals out here that um, you know support the channel in that way. But uh, so um, Monday... Which is uh, what is this now? I guess the uh, the tenth. Uh, our tribe had a loss felt, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe say some things that that may um, I don't wanna say like rub people the wrong way, but maybe like oh come on, give me a break, right? I'm talking about the death of a house pet, which on the very surface level seems. Um like, you know, why are we talking about the, the death of a house pet? I'm gonna get into a little bit of like the whole um how much this this animal, this this pet, this uh philia, I feel like there was there was a philia inhabiting this this animal, uh, my Godhi's philia. Um and that and that and that host has now been displaced from from that part of the self of, of my Godhi's self. Now we're gonna talk during this podcast about what I mean by the philia. Um, But suffice it to say, um, little kitty, we'll just call her little kitty, um, expired, her life expired today, her physical life expired today, um, after a short, yet steady, right, um, dissension into poor health. Um, Talking about things where you know, she was unable to get around, move around as, as freely and as easily as she used to be able to. Her, um, her, her bowel continency was not as strong, right? so she couldn't control her bowels as easily. Just the, 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 the telltale signs, you know, of an animal that is starting to reach the end of its physical life. And um, the guy, you know, to give you all just like a background story about um, about her, about little kitty. You know, this animal, she uh, she's been a part of my goalie's life for, I want to say, the biggest part of 15 years. Or she's about 15 years old. And when she uh, came into his life um, was near and around or at the, the vey, what we call our vey now, um, our sacred space on his, on my Godi's Odal familial lands, right? So whenever we have a, a a tribe gathering of, of religious, uh, importance, such as, you know, um, bloat in the, in the spring slash summer or winter nights, um, at the opposite end of the year, um, and any other sort of major, you know, ritual religious experience, a lot of that is done outside in the woods at our vey. And uh, Little Kitty had um, made her appearance um, known. If it wasn't there, if it wasn't at that particular vey, it was at another adjacent. It was it was, at, it was around some sacred gathering, some sacred space, somewhere that was you know marked off as um, sacred or hallowed ground, that sort of thing, a grove, whatever. I want to say it was at the same place that we all gather at now um my go these watching or whatever you know if i'm wrong then correct me but uh anyway ever since then you know and and, and how much she's been involved in his life has, has been like since day one there and um yeah like anytime he did anything ritually um whether it was in his house apartment whatever you know anytime that he would um start something like that she was always there like she was always a part of it she was always nearby not by his desire or 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 effort to to make her part of it she just made herself present you know um and and has for for many many years and so um when her health began to decline very very rapidly but in a you know in a slow and say rapidly it wasn't like an overnight thing but it, it's probably i think at this time probably within la- within the last week or so uh it's just been that you know slow and steady decline but but you know as 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 that's happened and as and as he was uh, you know observing her behaviors and mannerisms and trying to help her out as best he could and you know making sure she felt loved you know you reach a point where you Determine, all right, is this something that we can uh, extend their life comfortably or is it time to allow them to peacefully, you know, transition and pass on knowing that they're loved without as much pain and suffering as possible, you know. And today was that day today on the 10th um, at uh, I want to say it was 1021 central time, 1021 a.m. uh, was when. You know she she left this realm and uh, because of the spiritual connection, because of that philia, um aspect between her and um, my godhi, it's like a loss for the tribe you know uh, because this isn't this is someone and I use that term correctly this is someone not something not just a thing but a, a living breathing, representation of life someone has departed our physical plane our profane plane to move on into the spiritual plane and um it's an interesting time to think about things like this and i and i'm I'm using the uh you know um experiences of loss recently that we see at the beginning of a new year Right, that that are visible to the world, the the, the deaths of celebrities, public figures, and that sort of thing. We've felt loss personally, and I'm sure that people listening and watching today have all felt loss personally themselves as well within a relatively short period of time from this past year up to now. You know, and we're coming into um, here in a few days. The Yule Tide celebration for our tribe, where we'll be celebrating our Yule um, close to around the time of the of the full moon. Um, our, our Yule celebration will be uh, two days prior to the to the to the actual full moon, but because of when it falls during a weekday and and everyone's schedule, right? We're 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 having our celebration a couple of days prior, so we're getting into that mindset. We're getting into that we're preparing ourselves, excuse me, we're preparing ourselves for, for all of that sort of activity where we'll be having, holding bloat to the gods where we'll be, you know, gifting to the gods um, in anticipation and in hopes of their blessings uh, on us, for our tribe, for our people, for um, our loved ones throughout the coming year. And, um, We do so uh, as well with our feasting, with our gift exchange, uh, you know, with the the gifting cycle. We exchange in that gifting cycle with the gods as well as with us, our people, our folk. We exchange gifts at Yule. We have and hold symbol where we, you know, allow for the speaking over the horn or over the well uh, for our toasts and boasts. And any oaths that are given are the most powerful uh, when given uh, around Yule. So, you know, it's a very important time of year uh, for us in our tribe and and for a lot of people. Right, Anytime that there's a Yuletide uh, celebration, whether you do so around this time of year, like on on the historical reckonings of things, or whether you do it um, around the Christmas time, you know, around that whole area, if you do it around that, it's still an important period of time. I've heard a lot of pagans and I've heard a lot of heathens talk about how the... uh, the, the, the veil being the thinnest around this time of year. Um, and it is, it's, it's, we, we experience the activity of those who dwell in the spirit realm in that sort of space between the profane and the sacred, you know, they, they, they live in and amongst us and around us. And if you can hear my dogs are barking, I'm sorry, but they are very vocal as well. But um, the, uh, the activity that takes place around this time of year, usually between winter nights and, and, and Yule, right. Is, is, is very powerful. Um, our ancestors, we can, we can communicate very closely with our ancestors, more easily with our ancestors. Perhaps we can communicate closer with the gods, with the sacred um, this time of year. And uh, so the, the, the taking advantage of that sort of thing is, is, is important for us. And, and as we talk about, you know, people, people, passing on people leaving the flesh and bone and and blood shells in which they exist right departing from this profane space in their physical form as we talk about that and as it happens around this time of year it's a very fitting thing to talk about because it's a transition as i mentioned it's not the end of the road it's a transition. It's you're getting off at an exit and you're moving on to something else. You're, you're getting off the highway and you're moving down those country roads or you're getting off the country roads and you're going down those, you know, <clears throat> uh, country back, back roads, the, the, the beaten off the beaten path sort of thing, you know, getting out of the city and into the country and just whatever analogy that you want to use, um, to, 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 to describe it, you get the point. And, um, so, right, when, when when we talk about like how close our, our experience is to the gods and to the sacred and to our ancestors, as we talk about that being much more powerful for this time of year, we look to also have uh, a stronger um, experience, a, a more in-depth experience with those that pass this time of year and, or near this time of year. So the ones that have already left, the ones that have already gone on, we're, we're able to maybe stay connected or, or, or be more connected with those at this time when they pass and, and, and during this time. So whether it's, you know, a human being, whether it's a house pet, whether it's an animal um, that, that you have a special connect connection with and connectivity with, um, it's all relevant. It's all important, you know. And especially with regard to the animals, because they, again, they, they, they coexist with us and, and, and yes, maybe they don't have the same, you know, um, it's not like a person, you know what I mean? A human being person, but quite often, man, like you can, you can get really, you can get closer to, to some animal they just, I you know, I've said, and I've heard a lot of people say to myself sometimes, and you know, they hold better company than some people you know, because they, they listen, they, they, they are empathetic. They, they love you for who you are. And then are you know, um, there's no malice. There's no hate with them. They just, it's just love. And especially when we call talk about like house pets, and this is probably going to venture into some of the UPG, um, type stuff, but I'm going to refer to some things. I'm going to read some things actually to you guys that, um, I'll I'll leave in the show notes or the description for you to read yourselves at your own pace, but uh, with regard to the philia and some of the historical um, information or whatever that we have about what that meant to the Germanic peoples and the, and the Norse uh, societies or the Norse, um, you know, people from Scandinavia about what that is, what is what what are the philia? who are the philia? what does philia mean, that sort of thing, um, but you know they 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 coexist with us they, and they, they share in our space. They, they, they share our existence. We live with them. They live with us. And they are oftentimes like when we talk about pets, house pets, right? They're dependent on us to, to feed them, to give them shelter, to make sure they are, you know, kept clean, happy, healthy, you know, all these sorts of things. So there's, you know, as much as we give to them, to ensure that their quality of life is as best as it could possibly be that we can provide you know how they gift that back to us how they reciprocate to us many times is through the things like we're talking about that love that 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 on that you know <clears throat> just pure pure love or in other ways like we're talking about with uh, my god these uh cat her you know she's a she's a feline. And, and and she was very present during ritual moments and spiritual moments and things that, that touched on the sacred and in the spirit realm, you know, so in those ways, you know, the fact that she had shelter, she, she had a home, she had food, she had love and care provided to her, it was like, you know, this is her way of saying thank you and and gifting back to the source that provides her with these things. And I also... I want to just call attention to, you know, one thing that happened um, during a very important and pivotal moment in uh, my Goethe's life where, you know, he was transitioning from one uh, lifestyle of an existence in a relationship into something else and into being sort of, you know, being single and not having that relationship anymore. And and little kitty, that cat, right, she was present for that. And then the only time, the only time in, in the 15 years that uh he you know that they shared existence together the only time that she ever killed another animal um like like a cat would for hunting and whatever the only time that that ever happened was when you know basically the day that it was on paper right like done with this marriage and i'm moving into a different part of my life she killed a bird and presented it um to him and it was very it was like it was a it was a moment that was like you know, almost like she was saying, you know, dad, I, I'm, I'm here with you now. It's where, you know, we're moving in from one stage to the other, that, that part of things are, is dead now, but I'm here and I'm, I'm bringing this gift to you to let you know that I'm here for you and I'm going to be here with you. And that's how it felt for him, you know, and that's how he described it to me uh, in, in, in loose terms. I said, no, not, not verbatim, but yeah, like that's, that's how it was. For him, you know, that she was there for him at at that moment uh, of of his life where he had nobody else or the person that he thought he was going to be with the rest of his life was now not going to be. And who did he have? He had, you know, little kitty, of course, his child, you know, um, you're not taking away from her at all by any means. Love you, Kaya. (laughs) But little kitty. Is is has been there with them, you know, and uh, losing her now, you know, and, and having her move on, um, and leave her physical body and leave her, leave her physical shell is such a, you know, impactful, and, and hurtful time, you know. That that let's face it, you know, when 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 you connect uh, with your pets like this, when you have them for that amount of time, you know, even if it's just for a few years, when you talk about decades or more of time you know she was with him for 15 years you know i don't know that many people in my life that i've known for that period of time aside from my family like my mother my father my sister and, and 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 some of my relatives right there are very few people humans in my life that i can say that i've known for that amount of time and um you know so you do you build up a strong bond with them and they build a strong bond with you and um uh, losing them, it's a, it's a loss. It's a loss felt, a true loss felt, you know, and, and I was talking with, uh, with, with Dingo, with my go earlier, um, kind of in a group chat that we all have. And, you know, this is a loss for the tribe and it is, it, it really is because that's, that's what tribe is about. You know, when, when, when you celebrate victories, when you celebrate success, it is a success that the whole tribe can celebrate together. And in the same token, when loss is felt by an individual or by a family within the tribe, that loss is felt across the tribal unit, across the board. Maybe felt different ways, but it is still felt because your pain is my pain. Your love, your success, your joy, your victory is mine. And we share in all of that together. It's kind of where... the the complexities of frith come in, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're oath bound through frith. And, and so therefore, you know, when one suffers, all the members suffer. When one is joyful, all the members are joyful. Um, And that's the beauty of it all. So I will, um, I do want to, since we've talked about this portion of things for a while and and I've brought up kind of the feelings of it all, I did want to, you know, talk a bit and, and read to you guys, um, an article that was written on, uh, heathenhoff.com uh, about five years ago or so. Um, and it's about the philia So I'm going to link it in the show notes. I'm going to link it in the description. You guys can read it along as you, if you, if you so choose at your convenience, it'll be there. Um, but for anybody that's just, you know, wanting to know what is he talking about, uh, with the philia um, this is it. This is this is what I'm referring to um, about you know the philia. So the article goes on and this is what is a philia. A philia is one of two things: the animal shape that a person's spirit takes when he or she journeys, or a semi-autonomous human-shaped entity who is attached to a person's soul. Both types have strong connections with a person's ancestral line and can represent or work on behalf of an entire family. So that's what a filia is. What a filia isn't um, is it's not a quote unquote Norse totem animal, right? Filia is a distinctly Norse concept that bears very little resemblance to the like stereotypical Native American or other cultural concepts of an animal totem. The uh, author of the article is referring to Native American concepts. I know that animal totems re- are, are seen across multiple indigenous cultures across the world, but we'll just stick with Native American culture for the sake of argument right now. Um, the Norse cultures of the Viking Age understood the non-corporeal part of a human being be very complex um the person had a filia or fetch is another word they have orlog orle uh, which are the tally of deeds sort of the foundation the 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 primal layer uh, upon which one's weird or fate is based or built on you have hamingya which is loosely translated as as luck Um, hamingya is luck which uh and again these are just a few the many parts of the self um, that make up the human soul in that in the Norse concept of the, the the parts of self, right? Who we are as human beings, what makes us who we are, outside of just what you can see and, and, and stuff like that. So um, because the roles and definitions of the filia and related concepts of uh, things such as the Disa or Dis or those female ancestral spirits, and familia often overlapped and changed over the years. However, it is difficult to give one coherent definition of what a filia is and what one can do. That said, filias, or filier, uh as the people in Old Norse cultures would have recognized them, are still actively showing up in many people's spiritual practices and lives. The term "filia" literally means follower. Um, I'm going to pause for just a second because if you guys go to my video catalogs on YouTube, for those that are listening, if you go to my YouTube channel, Midgard Musings, and just do a search on my channel for um, um, the parts of self, I'll try to I'll try to annotate some cards along the way for those that are watching and put the. Uh, v- link to the videos in the description and show notes so you guys have a place to to go back to and listen or watch. Um, but if it's on my it's on my YouTube channel, it's not a podcast. It's on my YouTube channel. So if you want to learn more about these things, you know, I, I did a several video mini series uh, on the channel about you know the parts of self. So but what the term Philia basically means is follower as in one who follows. Right. So Philia uh the word and the concept is what later European termed uh, like a witch's fetch or familiar. You notice how philia, familia, familiar. Like there's a, there's some etymological, maybe some linguistic connotations there that, that compare. Um, but anyway, a filia is a follower, one who follows. So they can take either an animal or take on even, either an animal or a human shape. And if human, it will usually show up as a, as they say, a a, a pretty young woman or an old hag. It's pretty definitive one way or the other, Um, you know, which it is. Um, Or at least, you know, in one literary case, uh, an old troll woman. So sometimes the filia belongs to an individual, and sometimes it belongs to an ancestral line. There's an example of a kinfetch. Um, I think described in some cases so you can see like where we're talking earlier about, you know, little kitty um, and Dingo and and him and, and her being a filia or, or his filia or or inhabiting her body at times. So again, it can, it can belong to an individual or it can belong to an ancestral lines. And if so, the shape of the filia that it takes represents that family. So, filir, which is plural, were relatively rare uh, in Old Norse times. Usually, only a prominent hero, a king, perhaps, or or, or uh, somebody else important in society, like a völva or a witch, priestess, something like that, would have one version or the other. They were not too commonplace among the common folk, at least in the literary sources. A family of uh berserkers perhaps might have a wolf as their filio or bear right they may take on the shape of a wolf when they go berserk um those who would practice or or have that that practice of shape shifting um such as wild berserking, were thought to have uh, some sort of an astral body called a hammer i mentioned the hammer in one of my videos on the concept of the self, the the complexities of the parts of self. homer is one of them. Um, Hammer is like an underlying portion of their physical self, um, which when they berserked, uh, could take the form of of their family animal. Um, We don't know of any instances in the lore, at least from the point of view of this author, and to my knowledge at this point at least, where a person had both a human shaped and an animal shaped filia. It was usually one or the other. And then again, the lore that we know of where these things are mentioned, refer to one or the other, not both. So a filia usually carried out several roles dependent on the form that it takes. It, <coughs> If it was an animal shaped, it has, uh, or if it, is, if it was animal shaped, it is the shape that one's soul, when the person uh, has left their body, for example, doing any sort of shamanic uh, type journeying, you know, astral projection, leaving the body, traveling to other realms. The the, the form of the person uh, would be vi- would be visible or seen in those places in the form of that filia. So it makes sense that with Dingo, him doing ritual work and, and spiritual, uh, religious activities in his in his abode, in his home, in his place, and so on and so forth, that little kitty would want to be there with him for that as being the one to sort of take on his astral projected form or his shape shifted form and, and be that follower that, you know, familiar as it were um, accounts in the lore, tell of a person's philia uh, showing up in the real world in their animal form far from where the person's body body actually was indicating that the philia's owner was trying to send a message or help out in some way. Um, and the philia can appear in dreams as well. Okay, so a philia can also take a human shape, as we mentioned prior. It's one or the other, not both at the same time. Uh, but one way that a human philia is represented is as a protector, or either a specific hero or of his, of that person's entire family line. The other role a philia can take is to warn a person of their approaching death or prophesying the deaths of those in their family. Either way, the human filia appears to be, uh, be given, or or sorry, the 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 uh, the human filia appears to a given hero, and he or she must then choose to accept that filia in their life. And if he doesn't, or she doesn't accept the filia, there's a there's a case in um, uh, halfredar saga. Uh, then that filia must go on on a, like a, like, like you've been put on the bench, kind of like on a hiatus in a way, and wait for someone else in the family to accept them. Uh, though the filia appears to know a hero's fate, she does not seem to be able to directly change it, though she can influence the hero to act in one way or another. In one example, in the Vatans de la Saga, a hero's uh, Uh, Philia will cause him to get sick and thereby avoid attending an event which might have gotten them killed. Still, there is no actually escaping one set fate. Like I mentioned before, the moment or the day of our death is set, of our fate is set, and none can escape it. What the Norns have decided and decreed will happen. Uh, In a handful of instances, philias, both human and animal, appear to be wise and work on behalf of the human who they are attracted to. The human version of the philia can sometimes overlap in form and function with certain uh, Valkyries who become romantically attached to a specific hero and or their family line. The version of a philia likely helped to give rise to the concept of fetch wife or a swan wife. Uh, could be why we see the Valkyries uh, portrayed in, in the lore artistically with, you know, swan wings and, and uh, that sort of stuff. Um, because a good example of a fetch wife slash Valkyrie comes from one of the three, uh, or comes from the three <clears throat> Helgi poems, or in the sagas of Helgavi Vida Hungsvana. Helgi was a, a hero who dies and appears to be re- on, reincarnated three times, and each time, uh, his Valkyrie or fetch wife is reborn with him, um, through though each time with a different name, Svana, Sigrun, and Kara, respectively. Uh, in each of these Helgi poems, the Valkyrie fetch wife becomes the hero's wife and protects him in battle, um, but she ultimately cannot keep him from his you know, impending in, in doom. So some modern representations of the philia, Um Concepts of Ophelia can be a hard one for, like, modern minds to, to kind of really grasp. Um, an entity that has its own distinct shape and personality and yet is ex- inic- inextricably woven into an individual's family or soul seems quite... I guess, bizarre in, in, in most uh, modern-day um, culture or in modern modern times. But in a way to help like <clears throat> understand that a bit, um, you can look at some pop culture uh, as, as few examples of these types of characters. So in an aspect of ancestral family-philia, uh, if you're a fan of the Harry Potter series you'll see similarities of this with the uh, Patronus spell. So Ophelia may well be described as a sentient Patronus as with uh, the Philia. and the Patronus spell takes on a shape representative of that individual or family. Um, and it protects the one who casts that spell and appears when danger is at hand. Another good example from pop culture that. uh uh, this time, like in an individual versus an ancestral or family line philia, so we have looked for an example of an individual's philia, um, are the quote-unquote demons from uh, Philip Pullman's Dark Materials series. For, so for any Dark Materials fans, which which I have no knowledge whatsoever, I'm just reading off of this article, um, there's evidently some connotations or, or correlations to the Norse concept of philia in, in that. So these are, again, semi-autonomous, animal-shaped spirits whose form is directly shaped by the personality of the human with whom they are partnered. All right. So that, 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 that covers the article. Now, there, there's more information out there. Like I said, if you check out uh, some of what I put on my channel, um, that information will be shared in the show notes of this podcast as well as the description of the video you all to check out because i cover you know the concept of the self the 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 uh the idea of the self the the complexities of the self but um i feel like it's a great thing to talk about right now especially leading up to the uh yule feast that we are all going to be having here in our tribe um by the end of this week and uh the week of the 15th and for anyone that has, you know, experienced loss already this time of year, um, leading up to the the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022, you know, there's there's plenty of people that I've lost in my life. My wife has lost. My my tribe brothers and sisters have lost um, this year, and had a felt that loss. Um, it's not the end. And we were talking um, amongst our tribe a bit about, you know, the, the upcoming Yule uh, celebrations and, and, and sort of the, some of the things that we want to do. And it occurred to um, some of us, uh, and it was brought to my attention, that uh, a special attention to the goddess or the Jotunness, right, the Jotun Hel, the Norse um, figure Hel, who presides over Helheim the uh the, 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 that some special attention to hell should be uh should be given because she holds those who've gone on right she she's presides over hellheim which for um for anyone that's not you know aware of like the the the, the afterlife of the, the concept of the afterlife like hell is the grave hell is the the grave mound it is where all of the dead go um I'm not going to get into the complexities of halls of gods and valhalla and all that other stuff but suffice it to say that hell is where the dead go and hell is the, the the one who presides over obviously her, the the name of, of her the place of her namesake right hellheim um and so the, the 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 dead are there resting the dead are there living in their way um, the physical dead have gone on and they've moved into to hell and and so she is their host. she is their kind of sort of like caretaker in a way and it's um, I think appropriate to think about honoring hell or paying homage to hell uh, during Yule, whether it be through a specific bloat or whether it be during bloat to the gods that a special hail is given to hell. Um, think about that. you know, think about incorporating, hell in uh maybe a future you'll bloat uh amongst yourselves or with your people it's something that i never really put too much great thought into um but having faced so much loss recently and and where some of my loved ones and, and the loved ones of my people have 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 felt those losses she is taking care of them she is she is giving them a place of rest amongst their ancestors and amongst the hall of their ancestors at least in our worldview you know so why not why wouldn't we r- recognize her and it's interesting too if you think about you know transitioning from one realm to the next transitioning from one plane from the sacred from the profane to the sacred or you know, within the profane into the spirit realm, there's all these talks about transitions and and how the veil is thinness, and the veil is is on one side of things or the other. And if you and if you read the description of Hell's appearance in the lore, she is you know one side is is as as the living, and the other side is of her is as blue as a corpse. And in most artistic representations, that's like a uh, a representation, like it the way it's represented artistically is literally half of her face looks and appears as that of a corpse, whereas the other half appears as that of the living. So there's that transition. There's that, there's that separation between the living and the, and the dead, the physical living and the physical dead that, um, she is described as, as looking like, right. And so where we talk, when we're talking about all these things, everything just really ties in well, I feel. And, and we're going to be looking at that, uh, in our upcoming, you know, you bloat and, uh, Having hell a part of it, and I know, you know, a lot of folks um, who are especially drawn to the uh, the Jotun uh, line, you know, especially those that are that are followers or have a big uh, attention drawn to folk to, to like Loki, um, are also drawn to Loki's children, you know, so Angaborda as as his wife and and, and uh, you know Fenrir and Jormungandr and hell, of course, being another one. But um, you know It's something to think about, man. Like it's something really to to ponder and I like to put these little thoughts out as I get them and as they as they're given to me as those seeds are planted, I like to, you know, put these little giblets out here for you guys to to gnaw on and think about. So um yeah, I think that pretty well sums up today's podcast. I don't uh, Keep track of these solo podcasts for like time but i think we've um i think we've gone on for at least close to an hour now at this point so we'll just we'll we'll call it we'll call it or i will um i'm sipping on a blended scotch that i haven't had in a really long time and it's mainly because i haven't like most of what I get, the, the blended scotch that I get, it's like when I find like you know I, I stick to one thing and I and I and I and I don't really venture off into it. But this is one. It's called Maciver. It used to be one that I would get quite often. I don't see it much anymore for some reason. And I just happened to be at a uh, a local liquor store that um, I uh, I frequent. It's it's you know locally owned and operated um great fella name is uh vishal we call him uh, he, he goes by vp so shout out to vp over here at the georgetown liquors in murfreesboro tennessee for stocking McIver. it's a it's just a blended scotch there's nothing fancy you know i mean if you like if you get into like things like cutty sark and then you, you know doers is like a little bit of the mid-shelf the mid-range blended scotch but like look if i'm going to just get blended scotch. I'm not looking to like have a a, a mind blowing experience. I'm just looking to enjoy a drink, you know, um, or two or three or nine, depending on the day. <laughs> drink responsibly. Kids don't drink and drive um, and all that fun stuff. Don't, don't be an idiot. But anyway, MacGyver is one of those along with Clan McGregor that I just, you know, we all have our favorites. Like we all have our go-to thing that when we are looking just to, for that everyday sort of drink you know some of it some of you guys you know it might be jack daniels some of you might be evan williams for some you know it might be a little bit higher end you know but uh for me right now right i mean i just i get along just fine with uh you know an inexpensive decent blend you know blended scotch i don't need i don't need the single malt stuff in my day-to-day i can't afford it even if i did like it now i do keep the single malts a bit longer um, we'll be picking up another one for Yule here, uh, coming up. But anyway, I rambled on enough, I think about little kitty about the Philia, um, about now just that random thing about blended scotches and, um, and hell, you know, and, uh, the afterlife and the concepts of. The self, the concept of the soul and, and all this kind of thing. So you guys check it out. Check out the, the show notes, check out the description area for uh for you know what we were talking about today. And uh let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Write into the podcast, Midgard Musings TN at gmail.com. Call in to the hotline 615-671-9832. It's always open, even if you just be like, I think your podcast is gnarly or I hate it or here's an idea, here's something to talk about, here's something to think about. Just call in, leave a voicemail. I want to feature your voice on this podcast. If you guys didn't know already, the Linktree link that's posted uh, in all the show notes of these episodes and and down in the description, wherever, you know. I've got merchandise. It's on a spring store. You guys can get some neat digs, right? Some neat shirts, sweaters, uh, hoodies, I don't know, whatever. There's all kinds of neat stuff there, just head down into the thing and click the linktree link head down over wherever linktree uh link or wherever it's at um check out the midgard music store um and see if there's anything out there that that you like of course you know everything that you buy portion of it goes to help support the podcast and um yeah i'd say that that pretty well Craps things up for today we'll see what's going on next week we'll see who we get on here possibly who knows still looking for uh filling in some guest sl- slots you know for the beginning of this year but as it as it stands right now um we're just uh we're just out here just doing the damn thing so i want to say thank you all uh once again for supporting uh midgard musings and supporting the random heathen ramblings podcast wherever it is that you're listening from whatever platform you're listening on if you can uh, be sure to support the podcast in any way, whether it's an upvote, a like, a follow, a share. Um, get the get the uh, algorithms to recognize that this is your weekly heathen podcast that you want to listen to, and be entertained with, and uh, share around. So I appreciate all of your support. It is greatly appreciated that I have this kind of audience to share things with. So thank you all once again. Hail, and until we talk again, may the gods and your ancestors continue to walk with you.